Fan Morning Show continuing here. Very, very happy to welcome in our first guest of the day. Man who's been all over the Matthews story. And now we've got the extension. Nick Kiprios, former NHL forward, co-host of Real Kipper and Born. And a guy who you talked to yesterday, Sam McKee. Kipper joins us. Kipper, how's it going, bud? Good morning, guys. How are you? Well, I mean, you know, just basking in the afterglow of this massive haircut <laughs> that Matthews took. I mean, I was here in 13-5, 13-2-5. Oh, my God. What a nice guy, Kipper. Uh, under the circumstances, you can make that <laughs> argument for sure. I'm not. I just want to be clear. I'm not. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, coming off of... Uh, an MVP season two seasons ago, uh, it was certainly shaped up for him to to look at uh, a potential negotiation and and ask for the moon. I don't think uh, under the circumstances, when you look at the complete big picture guys, and I'm still talking about the effects of a, a flat cap and how many teams are in trouble, what was really realistic even a year from now. And, and we're going to have this conversation with Willie Nylander. Uh, I think, you know, at least in the fall, and we'll see where it shapes up. But, you know, even even these guys today, these superstars today, uh, it's not like you can walk yourself to unrestricted free agency and have 12, 15 teams pushing uh, a, a cap. Uh, there's a lot of teams still in cap hell. And if you look at, uh, you know, say the L.A. situation with Pierre-Luc Dubois and their commitment to him, that was a team that was essentially scratched off the LA Kings list, you know, uh, uh, an Austin Matthews. So I don't know what was realistic for Austin to look a year from now and say, okay, if I'm not going to be in Toronto, where do I think I'm going? Yeah. You, you look around and there's not a uh, ton of obvious places. Like you said, everyone was drawing the lines to LA or to New York, but uh, not exactly easy to fit in the highest cap hit in the, in the league. In terms of the negotiation, this is, you know, say what you will about the deals he made uh, the first day or the first couple of days of free agency, but this is the first true big swing for Brad for living. How, how do you think he did in the negotiation with such a topic, a conversation with Dubis? And I want to be clear, like, I don't think you can look at this contract and not think about Kyle Dubis, you know, this, this negotiation was set up by the last one, but how do you think True Living did uh, for for himself? Well, under the circumstances, you know, and again, I, I don't know in terms of uh, the parameters that Austin or his agent Judd left uh, Brad with. And, you know, while we've seen Gunner, other superstars, you know, commit to the eight years, it was pretty clear that Austin wanted nothing to do with uh, locking in the rest of his prime years as a Toronto Maple Leafs. So if if that was the case, then where was Brad Tree Living going to go? And as we talked about yesterday on our podcast, uh, Austin only wanted a three-year deal. The Leafs were, were stuck on five, and they compromised at four. So under the circumstances on four years, a 13.25 uh, AAV, I think probably a lot of, people would say yeah that that works that's okay uh it could have been worse so again and i know we've kind of been a broken record on this but we'll find out in a in a year possibly you know 18 months whether or not you know leaf fans would want to see the rest of the the term of the four (laughs) years played out or they're they're gonna say uh you know it, it's it's really over on the on the core group here, and and uh, Austin's had 
eight or nine years to deliver a championship. He can't do it. Why do we want him to even stick around on, on the next two years of this four-year deal? So this year it will tell a lot in terms of, of where these core guys are going. Well, it's funny you mentioned kind of the perception of Leaf fans there, Kipper, and you kind of alluded to it there with Matthews. I think, you know, we had a lot of conversations on Real Kipper and Bourne last year about the way he played throughout the season and talking about who the least best player was and, you know, how Marner was better a lot of nights than him and whatever. I'm not talking about Marner here, but, you know, if Matthews has a long stretches of similar production to what he did last year, and I know he scored 40, but, you know, there was a lot of times last year, like I said, where we talked about him not being up to the standard of, of, of his usual self. I think the approval rating of Matthews in the city could start to change a little bit with having the highest AAV in the NHL. No, like, am I, am I overstating that? Like, I feel like this is a a lot of pressure on him with this, with this number. Well, it, it could have been worse if it was any higher, to be honest. No, you're right. And, and I, I still, you know, uh, still wonder that, uh, you know, where is the argument uh, that, you you know Colorado can convince Nathan McKinnon after a Stanley Cup uh, delivery that you know he's he's willing to sign eight years and only jump up a hundred thousand dollars over Connor McDavid, yeah. And you know Austin Matthews has won one round in what seven seasons? <laughs> yeah, that's like, and, let me do my quick math, Kipper. Yeah, that sounds right. About right. Yeah. And, and you and you jump six hundred thousand over Nate McKinnon who delivered. Mm-hmm. So where is where is the argument there? Uh, it's only because you're you're willing to to ask for it, and Nate McKinnon put a premium on keeping a core group together uh, over his next eight years to give him the best opportunity at multiple Stanley Cups. And if if Lee fans look at anything, it's like, why couldn't you convince him like? Uh, Colorado convinced Nate McKinnon and there's no easy answer to that other than the fact that uh, I can I can ask for it and I will ask for a short-term deal so I can get another kick at the can and and drive my salary even higher and you know that's where probably Leaf fans some Leaf fans others will be certainly happy no question about that but there are some out there that can say why why couldn't you do what Colorado did to to Nate McKinnon with Austin Matthews, and it's a legitimate question. Yeah, it definitely is. It's when I find myself asking, oh, every day of my life that I wake up and just say, oh, (laughs) gee, one of them signing for eight sure would be nice. I think for me, there's going to be two points where that conversation kind of heats up. It's Marner's contract coming up because obviously if Marner and, you know, maybe you have some insight, maybe you don't. If Marner does do a long-term deal, be it six, seven, eight years, then I think that could change the perception. The other one of this is McDavid. McDavid's going to be up halfway through that Matthews deal. And if Mm. he just takes another eight year for barely eclipsing Matthews and it's a 200K raise, that's the other moment where it's going to look really, really bad for him. Like when I think of the way perception could change, that's the those are the two kind of things league wide that, that kind of jump out to me. Obviously, the Marner one pretty close to home. Well, it's it's funny you say that because we've had so many conversations over the years, uh, you know, with Sammy and, and 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 JB over you know the the Marner kind of Matthews dynamic, and mm-hmm. you know I know that you just threw out if Marner signs 
you know, for seven or eight years, but like this slow down gunner on that, that comment for a second. And, and you tell me if it is a seven or eight year deal, what would the AAV be? Because I can guarantee you it would jump Austin's 13.25 for him to commit seven or eight years and Austin only committing four years at 13.25, you'd have to probably lock in Marner at, at 14 or 15 <laughs> in, in two years. And, and, and how, 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 will that, how will that make you feel? Uh, because <laughs> you heard our visceral reaction, yeah. both of us, Kiffer. So yeah. that's how because, we feel. Because Marner was the better, more valuable player last year. And if he does it two years in a row, if he outscores Austin, and I think he's outscored Austin, I think uh, four out of the seven years he's been here. If he does it again next year and he is a guy that kills penalties and, uh, you know, overall uh, just seems to be uh, the better player, then this time next year he's not arguing for 13.25 he's going to argue for a lot more <sighs> so that that's that's basically the the short term dynamic if if austin would have locked in at 7 or 8 at 13.25 then no matter what kind of year uh marner would have had you could argue listen uh we want you both at 13.25 and 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 it's over for for 7 or 8 years and i think you know if if you believe in these guys, then that would have been the best case scenario moving forward that you had both guys locked in at the same number and you have created what Chicago created with Taves and Kane after they won a Stanley Cup. So that didn't happen. It's a short-term deal and 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 the ripple effect has already started on a short-term deal because now you're you have to ask the question is, what's Marner going to get this time next year? Yeah, and... That's what sucks about the salary cap and the hard cap kippers because this is all we talk about. And, like, it's rightfully so because it's the difference between guys being on the team and not being on the team, right? And It's everything, Sammy. It's, I know, and that's what it's sucks. Everything. It's like the amount of time we've spent on our shows over the years, Kipper, talking about salaries versus what happens on the actual ice. I feel like you may be able to make an argument that it's 60-40 in favor of contracts, like the contract conversation, 70-30, honestly, do, do you think that's good for the league? The amount of, we actually talk about contracts. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing for the NHL kit. Yeah, I think, I think there's a, a point to be made that uh, it's, you know, that, that, that side of uh, of business that, uh, you know, people don't understand still. And the cap's been around for since 2004. We're coming up on, on what, 20, 20 years? There's some people that God, still don't understand it, Sammy. Yeah, you're, and, and don't myself get it, included. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, they, they, don't, they don't really truly identify with, you know, the, the ripple effect of, of an Austin Matthews four-year deal and what will it have on the, te- on the team. Um, but there's no question that, you know, the, these type of high salaries for the superstars only leaves a smaller space uh, for others to come in, and if they're willing to to make seven hundred and fifty thousand, you know, some of them at the end of their career, like a, a Jason Spezza uh, and and Mark Giordano, uh, then there's always the possibility. But it it doesn't bold well. You're you're right, Sammy. It doesn't bold well for the overall feel about uh, 
about the league because, you know, even though there's a cap in basketball um, and there's one in football, uh, the the the, the hockey fan base is the one that's left most frustrated when they watch their stars have to leave to go get their money somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's just an ongoing thing. I, I, I wish the PA and, and the owners would get together and, and fix it. Um, but it is what it is right now. Yeah, it doesn't, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, we know, we all know how collective bargaining agreement negotiations typically go and the, the players don't always get what they want. I'd say almost never. It seems to be, you know, they get squeezed in a lot of these cases and I would love to see it happen. I just don't see a world of what the players can kind of give the owners. And I don't think they should have to give them anything. I think they should be able to see the forest through the trees here that more engagement in the league and talking about the games as opposed to just contracts could in theory make the league more exciting and fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, William Nylander, he made some noise yesterday. McKee and I, I'm sure you guys touched on this yesterday in the emergency pod. I don't know how you can look at those two things as not connected. We haven't heard a peep from Nylander all summer long. We haven't heard a peep from Matthews all summer long. We get a tidbit of a Nylander clip, and five hours later, there is a Matthews contract extension pen to paper. Uh, what did you make of the timing of the contract announcement coming off of the back of the Nylander contract yet, or the Nylander yeah. comments yesterday? Yeah, I I, I I think it it speaks to the fact that the Leafs tried really hard to to wait it out and see if they could present both Austin and and Willie together mm. as a as a package uh, signing. Great news! Uh, our superstars are back for multiple years. It, it just it wasn't it wasn't happening. There has been uh, a a great gap at least. In a salary cap world in the NHL, a great gap is is two to three million dollars, and I think that's the space between what the Leafs are offering and what uh, what Willie, I think, wants. Like AAV cap, like the two to three. Yeah, uh, I, I the the last I heard it was it was a, a wide gap in 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 salary cap mm. terms. So are are the Leafs at uh, eight eight and a half? And is uh, is Willie at uh, ten plus? So can, can they bridge it? Can they can can the Leafs come up to that uh, nine mid nines? Sebastian Ajo as a centerman, he settled at eight years at nine seven. If I'm not nine seven mistaken. five, yep, nine seven five, and the league in general value centermen a lot more than than wingers so would would Willie be looking at uh 925 95 can the Leafs get to 95 do they even want to get to 95 and I'm not even sure 95 will do it um but that's that's the question I think if 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 Willie is is locked in on an an AAV starting with a 9 I think there's room to to get a deal done, but uh, there's just no way that the Leafs uh, at this point right now are, are going to look at anything north of 10. Yeah, I would uh, certainly hope not. And even at me, I'm a guy who's pretty okay with paying Nylander, but uh, north of 10, no thanks. Uh, Kipper, loved getting you on. Love that we actually had some hockey to discuss instead of just <laughs> bothering you to be like, do you have even one tidbit for us? It was nice to actually uh, talk about something here. 
it's it's coming soon enough. Don't worry. Soon oh, enough. Yeah. Just camp, right around the corner. Yeah, camp right like a month away. Corner. Rookie tournament, less than that. Uh, there he goes, Nick Kiprios. Thanks, Thanks buddy. buddy. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. There he goes. Always love getting Kipper on. And uh, if you want more from Nick Kiprios and more from you, you can check out the emergency pod you guys did yesterday. Get that wherever <laughs> you get your pods, real Kipper and porn. Where I feel like I was a little too negative. You okay. Know, you, hey, you, that, you always, you always. As a guy who does, and you do it too. It's a guy who does post game show. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. You happens. Know, I felt like I was a little bit too negative about it. And I could tell that tenor of the conversation. I knew that just by, based on texting you. You were, uh, you're not happy yesterday at first blush. <laughs> Four is better than three. Yeah, agreed. That's the way math works. Not as good as five. No. Not as good as six, seven, oh, or eight. How good is eight? I just, like, that's, what it, that's what it comes down to. And I, it's just about the perception to me. It's about the PR, which mm-hmm. is stupid, but it's just the way it looks. So eight million bucks is a low ball. For Neilander. Yeah. Definitely. Eight and a half, still low ball. I, I don't think it's a low ball as a like first contract offer. If mm-hmm. that is a if you're if it's if the negotiation goes like this, eight and a half, ten and a half, eight and a half, ten to five, eight and a half. If you just are sticking to that as a hard and fast line, that's a bit of a low ball, I do think. But as a open the same way, I don't think it's in I know everyone hears 10 plus and they go, oh, how dare this guy? That's how negotiation works. You don't right. ask for the number you're willing to settle at right away because guess what? Then you're not going to get it. Yeah. So that's why I, I hear the 10 and everyone gets their back up, rightfully so. He shouldn't get 10 and he's not going to get 10 from the Leafs. Oh, okay. He's definitely not going to get 10 from the Leafs. I was going to say, like, he's not, I thought he's oh. not going to get 10, period. Oh, no. I'm actually very much of the belief that, you know, we, I, it's, and I'm happy Kipper brought up Ajo there because that was the kiss of death for Nylander being able to ask for anything approaching that from the Leafs. Mm-hmm. But, Every time one of those guys gets locked up for next year, and hey, Austin Matthews just signed yesterday. Thank God he did. Mm -hmm. There's another one of those guys off the market now. Go look at next year's UFA class. Go look at it. There is a way bigger likelihood of somebody talking themselves into William Nylander at that number than you maybe think there is because this is just a dearth of talent. Like Stamkos is another big name. Guess what Steven Stamkos is going to do? Take a number that just works totally well in Tampa because he's going to retire there. Almost certainly. You yeah. look at the other guys. There's just, there aren't players. Pedersen. Well, Pedersen, he's an RFA. That's a really interesting one. And we talked to Riccio about this. All the scuttlebutt you're seeing out of Vancouver is he's totally content to play that thing out. And they'll just have that conversation next off season when he is offer sheetable. Sam Reinhardt's going to be rich. Yep. Sam, uh, and that's the thing. There's going to be a team that says, I don't want William Nylander. I want Sam Reinhardt. Mark Shifley is going to be rich. Yep. Uh, I'm looking at this list. The center Shifley helps a lot, uh, but I think, but you got to look at the ages of those guys as well. Like Jake, Shifley is sneaky older. I Jake think Gensel. Yeah. I'm just looking at the list here. I'm not comparing no, no, these no. guys. No, no, I understand. Early. I understand. Gensel's going to stay in pit. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. He's a good player. He is a really good player. But if I had a chance to ride into the sunset, uh, riding shoddy with Sidney Crosby, I probably would uh, want to do that. Victor Arvidsson. Guy I love. Guy would just have a long. Correct? I don't know if I may. If, no, I think I read that wrong. Okay. Well, Anyways, I will continue. just say Victor Arvidsson is a guy of long would have loved to have had on the Leafs third line. Elias Lindholm. That's a guy. Yeah. Yep. So there's a, there's still a few names, but you're right. Willie's going to be the top of the class. And they're, and those names are going to dwindle. <laughs> some of those guys are going to end up signing with their teams. Not all of them. Some of them will go to market. We saw it happen this year, but yeah, Nylander is going to be pretty clearly uh, the top of the class. Should he get there? And I think he is going to get there based on Something's, all the comments we've seen. It's really starting to seem 
like he is going to get there. And I want to be clear about this. I don't think that predicates him from returning to the Leafs next season. I I don't think because he gets to market, it means he cannot return to this team. I do. I mean, if he does, if he wants to sign, you want to sign now. Like he's not, if he goes, goes out there and has a massive year. Yes. He scores 50 goals when he's playing most motivated hockey he's ever played. Yep. He's in a contract year, which I mean, entirely possible. Well, yeah, it happens yeah, all the all time. The time. Like he's not going to sign here for last after that happens. If he's not signing now, he's not signing then to me. I, I if think he loves it so much here, which yep. he was so enthusiastic about in his answer. <laughs> Uh, he just loves it so much. Oh, you just you can feel the love bristling from just him. everything I see out of Nylander uh-huh. reeks to me of a guy who says, eh, I'm, just, "I'm not stressed about it. The money's going to be there one way or another. I want to see my options." I I don't. I'm not in the same boat as you. I think it's obviously, obviously, infinitely less likely should he get to market. He signs here, but I would still put it at a. 15, 20% chance he comes back to the Leafs if that's the case. Obviously, you know, I would like to see what the UFA market looks like, all of those things. Maybe, I'll give you a number. Maybe Tyler Bertuzzi has an insane year. and he's Zero. Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance. If he doesn't sign before the end of next year, he's not coming back. Okay. I think, the, and listen, I think there's a world where he pasternacks it and he signs midseason yep. and okay, whatever. But if he gets to market next year, mm-hmm. he ain't coming back. Okay. Um... Yeah, so anything else on uh, Willie? I had something else I was going to say. Oh, did you? That's okay. That's fine. I well, forgot. I well, just... well, then. Okay, just careful here. Get it's, ready, Josh, and everybody else. Turn your radio down slightly. To it's car. time for something to chew on. Brought to you by Great Canadian Meats. Yum, yum, yum. It's quite the dichotomy there of you... You like you're going full. Um, oh, what's the King or Queens guy when he does the like start your engines? Oh, I love that. That's clip. a great clip. You go full that, and then what's Ailish, that guy Kevin James. Kevin James. Yeah. yeah. Uh, King of Queens, great show. Uh, nah. I'm not watching it now, but had its time. Uh, it's not Friday shoutouts yet, but shout out my sister in law Leandra loves, loves that show. Loves it. Yeah. There so there you go. Shout out Leandra. <laughs> She's guaranteed listening. Would you she like to? Sports. Would you like to tell us what we're going to chew on? We're going to chew on a couple contracts. Oh, Evan Bouchard bridge deal with the Oilers, two point uh, two times three point nine. Uh, let's chew on that one. There's going to be some pain on the back end of that, but they're going to love those two years. That's um, how that works. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be good. Actually, no, that. no, they're going to spend the entirety of this season watching Bouchard rack up points on the most dangerous power play in the history of the NHL. And then they're going to be staring a eight, nine million. They're basically looking at the Darnell nurse contract potentially when this thing is up, given what Bouchard is capable of and the points he's going so to put up playing on that. That's team. not official yet. That contract. No, it's not on. Uh, it's not on cap. Not friendly. on cap friendly yet. That's interesting. So uh, if it's not on cap friendly, it's not real. It's very true. But um, I think their cap picture. It, it, they are, they're having scary conversations at Edmonton now too. Oh, you want to talk about a window to win. Obviously it opened the second Connor McDavid rolled into town, but him and Dreisaitl, the Dreisaitl contract. I mean, we've talked about, oh, look at that. We're, we were about to talk about how good a hockey team is, but no, we're just going to talk about the contract hell they're Yeah, in. they're really good. Yeah, they're really good. But the second that Dreisaitl deal is up, they can't afford to pay anybody else. Because, I mean, you know, I've had my quibbles about Dreisaitl, but let's be real about what he is. Guy's getting paid, paid, paid. That's maybe yeah. not maybe not McKinnon money, but probably McKinnon money. They've had, they have him uh, this year and next at 8-5. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, like, 
That's a really, really good number. That was a good gamble by, was that Shirelli that signed that? I think it was the only good thing he ever did. Yep. Oh, wait, the Miko Koskinen contract wasn't good? I didn't Miko like Koskinen? that one, no? yes. Yeah, that yeah, one was good. Are they done with that contract yet? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, they are done. Well, it's okay because Jack Campbell's still there. <laughs> they, did, they just signed American Miko Koskinen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I think you look at the Edmonton Oilers and they have a couple years here where they're, you know, have a really good chance at winning a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. But after those years, like, you're going to have to pay, like you said, Leon Dreisettle, Connor McDavid. Oh, Connor, Connor's going to sign like an eight times one because his agent's the GM there now. Yeah, it was a little sneaky, sneaky deal. Yeah, you and I never talked about that. Yeah, we did. Did we? It broke during one of our shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, I we, hated we, it. We chatted it. Oh, of course we hated it because we've been dreaming on the fact that he's going to be a Leaf in 26, 27. Oh, dare And you. them hiring Jeff Jackson, who's obviously a good hockeyman. Of course. He's, he's like done he, these jobs before. He's an yeah. agent. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. And again, he's done these jobs before, but it was a pretty clear line to the, the, the superstar. So, uh, yeah. I think the Oilers are good. Leafs going to hire Paul Marner next year for that <laughs> negotiation? or Boy. Paul Marner, president of the Leafs, would be electric. Oh, oh I, I want to be clear. I don't want to be working for any part of that. I want to give some takes. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. That would be a lot. Well, be interesting. Yeah, and then uh, 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 Lafreniere signs with the Rangers um, for two years, 2.325. Surprise? Pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah, like he has been no good. He's a I get I get what you're saying, but like so that should be one five. Yeah, I don't think so. Don't like, look, a, like what do you mean? Look well, at his. He's not. He hasn't been very good. He hasn't produced a ton. He's had a good. He had the one good playoff run, not last year, but I want to say two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that I mean, if they were going to sign him at one five, that deal would have been done a hundred years ago, right? Like there's a there's obviously some capitulation that went there. I have no qualms with that deal. If you think. That if you if you still have faith in Lafreniere to the mm-hmm. point that you weren't going to sell lowish on him, and I imagine they had ample opportunity to do that this year, you pay that guy that wholly expecting he nukes the value of that deal within it. Because if you don't believe he can be a two point two million dollar player for you for the next two years, you should have just yeah. traded him. Honestly, and in that playoff run where he was so great, he had two goals. Okay, seven points. I remember him being good. Yeah, he was on the kid line. Or yeah, whatever. they were good. Yeah, yeah. Heedle and yeah, they were they were doing stuff. Yeah, he's a third right. line. Like I'm not trying to turn it into he was a world beater or anything, but that was I a, guess for that it was contract. a little step you look at from a young guy who hadn't had them. And I, I want to be clear, he's from a my first, first overall, overall pick. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a first overall pick, so you have that pedigree yeah. when it comes to the contract, I guess. But it just yeah, he would have been making one two last year. You're not you're not going to get a uh, you're not going to get that incremental leap for a guy's first overall pick okay. right there. No, you've talked me out of my my take. Okay, I'm happy. You've I, me out of my take. I'm happy I could do that for you. Like he is definitely trending toward the B word, right? Like, oh, he, oh yeah. We're we're in bust conversation here now. There's just been so many high. Pro, well, not He's so 21, many. One though. I know. He oh, came not, in so young. And I, you know, this is total eye test, whatever, but. Huh? watching him come out of that junior team, if my recollection of it is correct, it was not a great Canada World Junior team, but he 
it was a full get on my back performance. Mm-hmm. He just looked spit and mad. There yeah. was all the like, you know, he's from the queue. There's yeah. the Sid comp. Yeah, he played yeah. for Ramuski. Yeah. And because of that, I just saw so much good bones in that, that it was the person I'm buying into, the mm-hmm. competitor I'm buying into. And obviously he has the tools or he and, wouldn't have gone one. And that's why I just think, yeah, this is a deal you do 11 times out of 10. And, and his last year with the Ramuski Oceanic, he had in 52 games played, he had 112 points. Is that good? That's a lot. Do you think Marner's going to get 100 points this year? Or would it is the funniest thing in the sports no, if he just finishes with year. 99 every year? No, he's if he plays 82 games, he will finish with 115 points this year. Yeah, I think he'll have a big year. Yeah. Do you think uh do you think they'll the what do you think will happen to start camp? Do you think they just roll Matthews, Burt, Marner to start? Yes. Which is a very exciting line. Okay, well, our text line's back, so I want to read a couple quickly before we go. Well, hell, hold on. I have a better idea. What? I think people should read, should send us more texts. We no, read, but we've no? got to be careful. Okay. <laughs> okay go ahead. Uh, Rich from Burlington. Austin Matthews' new nickname. Uh, the Tin Man. He filled his chest with money. I don't really get that. Neither do I. The Tin Man had a hollow chest, so I guess he could fill it did with he, whatever you want. Did he mean chest? Okay. It still doesn't really make sense, but you tried. Thank you, Rich. Uh, love the signing. The money is going is the going rate, and I guarantee by the end of the contract, it'll look like a bargain. Yeah, great. So when the end of the contract is, you'll be like, I've been on a bargain deal. Give me $20 million a year. Yeah, I actually don't think it'll ever look like a bargain. I- Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid is almost certainly going to sign for 13-5 or maybe 14. When mm-hmm. that contract is up, like just everything we've known about McDavid, the whole hockey media bullied him into taking his haircut on the first deal. Everything you see about him, if he wants to keep it together in Edmonton, there's going to have to be a haircut, all that stuff. So I don't think it's going to age well. Cause once McDavid signs a contract, that's the new yeah. ceiling in the NHL for the foreseeable please, future. Please God, let, uh, let McDavid sign a four year contract. Not, like let Matthews it's not, not be gonna the happen. only one. It's not going to happen. You know, well, I, I really think the only guy, if you're sitting there holding out hope of another young superstar doing this, and I don't, you know, I know he has the talent Marner. of a superstar. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's Pedersen. That's the one. Yeah. Everybody in Vancouver says he is not buying into what they're selling there. How he wants you? to. Oh, of course, right? He wants to buy in. He's not negotiating. Like he did not want to have a conversation, and he's going to be an RFA at the Ugh. end of the season. That is nightmare fuel over there. But what I would give to see Connor McDavid just put the screws to to the Oilers. But I everything we know about him is just not going to happen. So he's twenty six now. When's when's his birthday? So he's going to be the same age when his expired. This one expires. Yes as Matthews is going to be when his expires, mm-hmm. right? They're the same. No, the one-year difference. Are, anyways, ages. They're going to be close. Yes. I think it'll be the way that they've lined the contracts up here. He'll just sign another eight-year one to keep him yes. in his prime. Like, he'll sign that big-time contract. He. Like, he's not going to try to sign a contract to get to their age 34. No. That's why you sign the eight mm-hmm. at the start, yep. Gunner. That's why you don't give them five to start, uh, I mean, Gunner. I can't. I can't redo the revisionist history of this. There, we should. We should, we don't. We don't have to. Okay. I'm not asking you to do that. But that's the failure in this. When you look at when the contracts expire, Matthews has nailed this. And I'm not an Austin Matthews fan. Yep. I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Yep. And for the goodness of the Leafs, giving him the eight out of the gate, and if even if you had to give him. A shock sticker value at that point, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, that would have aged so well." Mm-hmm. And now, 
now it's he's just gonna be signing that. Anyways, look, I, I hate looking at that. Yeah, it's brutal. I I also want to be clear. I also would have liked Austin Matthews to have just signed an eight year deal coming out of his ELC. I very much would have been for that. Again, uh, we know everything that's out there about potential zona offer sheets and all these things and getting ahead of it and could you have grounded more you definitely did you had the time to do it mm-hmm. who knows what that would have done like i don't think again we don't have to do this we've done this a million times we uh we all understand what what happened there you cannot but the one thing i will agree with you on is you cannot look at this and say you cannot draw a line back to yeah. the five-year deal yes again, that's it. feel however you will about that there's a million different little tentacles and butterfly effects that go into I'll, all of that i will tell you how i feel that's the worst contract that Dubas signed was the five-year thing because it put them in this situation. But we don't need to talk about Dubas. Okay. I think um, the martyr one was worse, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike and Asimboya. Your boy. He texted us a hundred times, so I got to read one of his texts. Your text. boy. I can't believe hockey season is upon us. Melville Millionaire Camp this weekend. Oh. First preseason game, September 6th. Two short weeks away. Sorry, Sammy. Summer is over. It is. It's Although. It's not. Me and Rubes. Yeah, you guys played golf yesterday until nope. 8 o'clock. I teed off at 4.20 on Wednesday and finished in the light still. So summer's not over, Mike. Wow, I'm so proud of you Thank that you, you were able to get to that. Uh, Although it got dark early last night when it was a little overcast. It did. Holy it crap, did. it got dark early. I was I like, oh, say. okay, now it's fall, it's fall. Yeah, there's uh, there's something to that, but uh, still a lot of warm weather and still a lot of fun to be had. Yep. I'll read one more. Uh, you know, I think I, I think we all know this, but I think it's pretty safe to say we should probably just do this. Why wouldn't the Leafs trade Nylander for a number one defenseman, which they still mm. need, then sign Patrick Kane for a lot cheaper to replace Nylander? Okay. okay you're not going to replace William Nylander with Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane is washed. He is capital W yeah. washed. Um, he's going to come back. Does he have hip surgery? He had hip surgery. Yeah. He's going to come back in January for some team. He's probably going to sign an 800K deal to fit in yeah. on the cap, whatever. Maybe with the Leafs. Maybe with the Leafs. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. And the Nylander thing, we did our Nylander trades. The best defenseman we were able to get, and I still think the Rangers wouldn't have done it, was Keandre Miller. Yeah. And I I love Keandre Miller. If you're going to trade any of them, it was Marner. Yes. Again, I think. The term. Yeah. More value. Yes. I don't, I think Marner is much better than William Nylander. Yes. Agreed. But if there was one of the four you're going to trade, it was always going to be Marner. Clearly, it's not going to happen. William Nylander is not going to get traded for a top defenseman. You're not going to go into the season with William Nylander, be in first place at the Atlantic, and trade him at the deadline. It's just not happening. Nope. If he starts the season without a contract, he's playing the whole season as a Toronto Maple Leaf, and you're just going to live with the results. That's yep. what it is. That's it. And uh, be- it feels like best-case scenario is a Pasternak deal in January. Can we victory lap the Angels after the break? We can victory. Well, yes! Well, you're going to victory lap the Angels. I'm oh, still, yeah. yeah. I'm still going to say they did the right thing. Oh, okay. I actually am going to believe that. Okay. Shohei Otani, maybe he's never going to pitch again and his arm fell off last night. <laughs> this will shock you. Something bad happened to the Angels. I know. No longer in the outfield, apparently. Frank uh, Gunning and Sam McKee, fan morning show on Sportsnet 5, Night of the Fan. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan morning show. Hmm. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee here. Uh, this will shock you guys. We've talked a lot about the Leafs today. And unlike normal times in the summer, when we're talking about the Leafs for two and a half straight hours, mm-hmm. there's a reason for it. <laughs> Austin Matthews signing a four-year extension. And again, I just cannot commend him enough. Sarcasm I, I on like, the, uh, the massive haircut he took. You know, it's funny we do radio. I sometimes, you know, 
when the guy, some, do you dream that when you just said that, a guy turned on his radio for the first time was like, oh my God, really? Like, you think there's somewhere, <laughs> someone out there that you just broke that news to was saying that? I, I mean, I was on the desk forever, right? So yeah. I broke news of many things to many people, good and bad. So yeah, I, uh, it's a good feeling. I, I will say just mm. quickly, you mentioning that it reminds me of Tavares day and I was on the desk all morning mm. and I, uh. Asher Roth, six eighty, uh, six eighty. Shout out! He was coming up, and a, a part of me, and you know, I feel like I feel like he would have allowed this to happen. A part of me wanted to be like, I'm gonna stick around till Tavares signs, and then I was like, I want to go home. It's July first. I want to enjoy my day. Yeah. And then I walked the I don't know two minutes to Sherburne Subway Station, and by the time right as I was about to descend into the tunnel, I got the alert banged out about 15 texts of just oh my god johnny t and then i went underground mm. and then for a, and then like a half hour later i came up from the subway which now shout out to rogers you can get uh you can get your text and messaging so, done down there i got the news i just got to bask in it all amazing amazing okay can we have a quick conversation very quick yeah of course doesn't have to be that quick about service on the subway yeah because I don't, if I ever see someone talking on the phone that's not to the hospital or 911, I'm going to make sure someone needs to call 911. I obviously understand <laughs> why it's a safety hazard. Duh. I get it. But that's my sanctuary. Mm-hmm. That was my 25 minutes a day. You're not getting pings. No not- one's getting at me. Mm-hmm. Where I'm on there, I'm reading a book, I'm watching a show, I'm listening to a podcast. Yep. I'm not looking at my phone, I'm not thinking about anything. And now it's been robbed of me by my beloved Rogers. Mm. Rogers, you've robbed me of my sanctuary. <laughs> I can't. I, 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 people can, people can text me now. I'm, Underground. I, for I don't one, want that. I, for one, am so thankful for our corporate overlords that they were able to do that. I'm, I, I will say... Because I remember when I first started hearing these stories come out, the idea, if I'm sitting on a packed subway, mm. and again, like, I know the reason why this is important. If you need to communicate with someone, you should be able to do so. Uh. But if I just got to hear, like, you know, I am not this person. A mm. lot of people are big, just call their friends while they're in the car person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a two-hour drive. Might as well catch up with my buds. I, I, it seems insane behavior to me personally. I usually do that to get my the mom phone call in. Yeah, I, I call my mom a yeah. lot driving home yeah. from work, I yeah. got to say. So those people, I don't need that in a packed subway car. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, so I agree. Happy you, uh, happy you brought that up. Okay, so now it's time for me to take my victory lap on the dumbest franchise in professional sports. Yep, go ahead. Good job, Angels. Yeah. You nailed it. Okay. You absolutely crushed it. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, a hearty congratulations on your unbelievably exciting pursuit of the final wild card spot in the American League of Baseball. Great job. You held on to Shohei Otani. You just about got there. And let me check the standings. What are they? A hundred games back. <laughs> exactly where everyone said they would be. And now Mike Trout comes back, back on the IL. Amazing. Uh, Shohei Hotani's arm is broken. Falling off. Their pet's heads are falling off. I cannot think of a worse franchise in sports than the LA Angels right now. Like, I really think. I'll agree with that. that they I'll are the, I think they're the most tortured thing. Oh, I disagree. At, the, at this very moment. Like, to have what you have and Mike Trout and Shohei Otani 
and to be terrible. Hey, at least the Leafs are good. Yeah. These are good. The Leafs are good. They're yeah, first place every yeah, year. They make the playoffs. Yeah, we have you're had right, you're right. we have had moments yeah. over the years. We had one. No, I mean they've won games in the playoffs. We've had excellent, exciting games against great teams where they almost got over the like. A lot of these first round games were really good and really fun, except for the last one. Usually, well, yeah, the, the seventh one, that matters. one, the one, the seventh one. Oh, the one that matters sucked <laughs> every year. <laughs> but like. God, I cannot believe I got myself so worked up for those game sevens. Like, this will totally be the year. Let me paint on my Joker face. And, the, and it actually happened. God. The God Angels damn. have had to watch Shohei Otani <laughs> and Johnny Boy from my softball team yeah. <laughs> play for this whole season. How many home runs does Shohei have? 40 50, something. 40 something? Yeah. And you're 44. just. You rot. And not only do you rot, you traded multiple good prospects yeah. for Randall Gritchick <laughs> and CJ Crone, Giolito. The Crone Zone. I cannot remember a team botching something as bad as the LA Angels did. How did you not trade him? This is malpractice. So now you have. Do you all want this to know why they didn't trade him? Because they think they can sign him. Yeah. Have fun with the Dodgers. There is no way he's resigning with that tire fire. Okay. Does this? Does the? Does the? I want to be clear. Like I'm not going to sit here and say it's great for the Angels that Shohei yeah. Otani's arm fell off last night. Mm. But if you're the Dodgers and he's just a hitter, yeah, you sign him. Of course, because anyway, he will pitch again. He will he? Yeah, he's, he will. He's older than you think. He'll pitch again. He, but is he going to be that guy? It's a UCL. That's a two-year injury. That's going to put him into 33 years old. What have we talked about guys in their mid-30s? It just kind of goes off a cliff. I think that there is, I was always in the camp, or I shouldn't say always. I've fluctuated back and forth leading up to the deadline. But then I hammered home and made up my mind and had a stance that when you have a guy who is the, the unicorn of unicorns, it's a word we use too often, yeah. he actually is one. And I don't think... They are just putting their head in the sand and saying, we got a chance when they have no chance. Mm. I think they have a real chance to sign this guy, re-sign this guy. And I think that I understand the argument of you would have set yourself up for a generation, but you probably wouldn't have because those trades never worked that way. And you still have a chance to sign this guy. And I think the UCL injury maybe allows you to outbid some teams who are a little hesitant because mm. of that now. So to me, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a great day for the angels, but the making of the playoffs this year was always a, the secondary goal of not trading Shohei Otani. You but, don't trade Shohei then, so you can trade him. But or, then don't so, go all in. If you think you have a chance to sign th him, that I will hear that. Take. If you think that you have a chance to it, sign him anyway, then just that part of it. I will yeah. hear now. Maybe, maybe the, Again, we Otani feels like a bit of a black box. I can't imagine him doing this. Maybe part of the argument was them going up to him and him saying, you need to show me you will occasionally try to win and will occasionally push some chips mm -hmm. in. I need to see that if you want to have a hope of signing me this year. Maybe that was what Shohei told them heading into the deadline. Mm -hmm. It's entirely possible. So that is why I still look at it. It's... Maybe this, this this maybe helps their Randall chances Gritchick. of signing him. Oh, I, I want to be clear. Like, the idea, because when we were talking about bats, the Jays could add, that was one of them. And that was why I said, eh, maybe not. Um, What's that going to do for would you? Would you like to know Randall Gritchick's slugging percentage I would love, in the last seven games? Love it. It is 148. He Whoa. has two hits in his last 27 at-bats. 
zero home runs, uh, one walk, six strikeouts. In his last 30 games, in his last 80 at-bats, he has 12 knocks for a 150 average and a 179 on-base percentage. So, yeah, good Good oh, no, there. I want to be clear. Do, I'm not saying they should have gone all in in a push to make it. Uh, that part, I think, doesn't make a ton of sense unless you were getting those messages and back channels from Otani or his camp or his agent or whatever. But the idea of not trading Otani is a completely separate one to me mm. from trading for Crone and, and uh, our old pal Randall. And uh, Giolito. And Giolito. How could I, how could I forget? Who the, who how the dare Jays I? beat in his first game? Like, they were immediately done. Yep. Like they were like oh, it was, tied with the Jays and then they came into Toronto and lost two to three yep. and they're done. That was it. And they never were back in it. Yep. I I we I guess we'll disagree on this. We can agree to disagree. Well, no, I here's the thing. But, you get to you get to hammer it home in my face when he signs with the Dodgers. But then I, Okay. First reported yeah. on Sports at Five Ninety the fan morning show. This is like when Sam you McKee. reported that Jack Flaherty was gonna start. First reported by Sam McKee. Shohei Otani will be leaving the Angels this winter to sign with the Los Angeles Dodgers of L.A. Okay. There you go. First reported by oh, me. I, I, uh, Remember that. I didn't do this bit with you. Not Bob Nightingale, not <laughs> Jeff Passan, not Mark Feinsand, Sam McKee first reported. I didn't do this bit with you. I did it with Cuthbert, but okay. I was saying that we should have, we should be able to have a QR code. Mm. Like, you know, when you go into a restaurant or whatever, which I hate, by the way, you give me a paper menu. Oh my God, can we please bring back paper menus? Paper menus, so hot. Every, if I go to a restaurant and they have a paper menu, I'm like, yes, thank God. Extra tip. And, okay. Go ahead. Now you got me on yeah, this. Yeah, okay, go ahead. What was the issue during COVID? We found out in the first month there wasn't a surface thing. It's like, that's what, it's like, now we can't have a, almost swore, yeah. for the first time in a long time. <laughs> a freaking menu? Come on. Give us menus. But Continue. what I was saying, we should have a QR code mm. that you should be able to tell Devang or like one of our tech guys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, cook me up a QR code for that part of the podcast. So when somebody's like, you didn't say, you didn't report oh, it on August idea. 24th. But I also want to be clear about this. That's only for good things. I don't want anybody throwing anything oh, in my I'm, face. I'm only using it to take victory laps. I say the dumbest crap every day and I'm wrong constantly. You, so. Well, I actually think you've never been right or wrong about a subject. You are, <laughs> old weather vane is just a spinning and a spinning and a spinning. And uh, one way or another, I you will be right and wrong. being wrong. Because you know what? If you're wrong, if you know how you're wrong, you gave a take. You stick your neck out. Yep. Like if you're, if, if you're like, oh, he's never really wrong, but he's never really right. You're not going to be very good at this. What would Jim Rome tell you? Yeah. Have a take. Have a take. Don't suck. And uh, call that guy Chris Everett. That, that's the other thing Jim Rome will tell you. Chris. So good. So, so good. Is, is Jim Rome still doing it? Uh, I feel like he's around. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to pretend to know where. Okay. There we go. Daily radio show still. Love it. How many, how many hours of opinions has that guy given in his life? He's an opinion machine. Him and Stephen A. Just, yeah. I would love and to. Cowherd. And Cowherd. And Cowherd. Yeah. Uh, although I was saying yesterday, he's had some tough ones lately. He was, yeah. do, he, was to, he was doing the Shohei topic at the deadline, mm-hmm. and he's just him and his co-host back and forth of, why don't they trade five first-round picks for Otani? Sh- uh, you can't do that in Did, baseball. Yeah, it's tough. Didn't uh, he also have the take about, like, wasn't, like, the guy who passed away, the, the quarterback? Didn't mm-hmm. he say that he could never win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, he threw. He I mean, threw. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not going to win. That's yeah. true. But, God, that's Yeah, terrible. that was him as well. Yeah, God. there you go. Lock uh, it up, Colin. But I actually will say that, I've liked when I like clips, there's been ones that like have floated across mm-hmm. my feed where it's been like a five minute take on something. Oh. He is unbelievably good at what he does. And I, I agree with him sometimes. Sometimes. And sometimes I hate him. Yeah. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's That's the, the job. 
Okay. Guns N' Roses coming to Rogers Center oh, on September baby. 3rd. We're giving away tickets all week to enter. All you have to do is tune into episodes of the Fan Morning Show and text our daily code word 590-590. Today's code word is Civil War. Text Civil War to 590-590 right now for your chance to win. We're giving away another pair of tickets tomorrow. If you don't win with us, make sure to secure your tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Did Fabs come up with that? Keyword? Uh, very. I, fe- I feel like that might be Fab's favorite. Entirely song. possible. For, by them. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah, I mean. They have some bangers. Of, co- of course. It's not like we don't think of them the way we do for no reason. I think I had their greatest hits. Yeah. In high school. Like they had put it like a, yep. a, and I had that CD. I listened to it a lot. And like, you know, Welcome to the Jungle is a little bit overplayed. Yeah. But Sweet Child of Mine. Oh. Always hits every time. I'm thinking other ones like November, November Rain, Rain is so good. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a power ballad. Well, Welcome to the Jungle was uh, this is just the most 16 year old thing of all time. It was, the, fir- song it was the first song on our like hockey pregame mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Shout out Axel. Uh, I d- yeah. Okay. Still, still with us? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're touring. Oh, right. Uh, you just did a read. Well, I, look, I hope he's wouldn't be, wouldn't be the first time a band had a new singer, okay? That's true. Go Good check point. out Guns N' Roses, Ticketmaster. Shout-outs there. Yeah. Shout-out Guns N' Roses. Mm. Shout-out Sweet Luke. child of mine. That's oh, my Luke. Our sweet child, Luke Fox, <laughs> is going to join us next. Austin Matthews is still a Leaf, and he's going to be for the next five seasons. What should we make of that? What does it mean for Willie Nylander? And how good a job did Brad Treliving do? We'll ask Luke about all that and more. One hour left in the Fan Morning Show on Sportsnet. 5-9 to the Fan.